Quips is a podcast where we take our guests through the quips of their retail habits, from the best of a bargain to the times of being completely ripped off. Welcome to False Economy. Powered by Hot UK Deals, the UK's number one app for deals, discounts and freebies. I'm Vix Layton, consumer champion, shopaholic and occasional comedian. And alongside me is the opposite of everything I am. He's the Alison Hammond to my Philip Schofield, the cash in my attic, the other members of Destiny's Child to my Beyonce. It's Paul Watson. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that's generous. I think that's generous, actually. <laughs> One of them's good. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, all of them are okay. They're all passable, aren't they? Um, Alison Hammond presented the BAFTAs. I know, I know. Alison Hammond's a national treasure these days. Where Schofield stock is is on the slide, as your mum will very much point out, Vix, I'm sure. Yeah, my mum hates Philip Schofield so much. Yeah, Yeah. it's just a thing. I think I'd like your mum. I like irrational hatreds. Oh, it's totally, it was irrational, but she's been vindicated by his actions over the last five years. Yes. Because then you go, what kind of person are you yeah, to live that yeah. life for so long? Yeah, There's nothing more satisfying, right? It's like everyone's dream to irrationally hate someone and then find out you might be right. Because, you, you know, you spend this whole time thinking, oh, I'm terrible for hating this person. And then suddenly, wow, I was just, I was prescient rather than just a dreadful pedant. Funnily enough, I uh, always hated Holly Willoughby. And I agree that then I was vindicated when she cube jumped with... Um, Philip Schofield, and I was like, "Yes, see, I was right. She is an my, awful yeah. person." Mm. Yeah, my mum was like, "I always knew." I was like, "You always knew he jumped the queue at the Queen's funeral, mum, for ten <laughs> years. <laughs> you've, been tr- you've been trying to warn us, but we didn't listen." All right, mum. Yeah, yeah. Like... <laughs> Nostradamus-style predictions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, we've had a bit of a sneak preview, but shall we officially meet our guest for? Yes. Yeah, I think we should. Otherwise, it'll just get weird. Everyone will have to kind of guess oh, who it is. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't know I wasn't to speak until I was introduced formally. I've ruined no, the grand entrance. No, that's not a rule. <laughs> no, no, that's not a rule. I feel like that makes it sound like it's a very sort of structured and formal situation. I don't think that's, no, yeah. there's no rule. No, I gathered it? it wasn't. Yes. <laughs> there are very few rules in this podcast. <laughs> she is a brilliant comedian who I personally love. She's a legend of the industry. I mean, I've seen her on pretty much any TV show vaguely related to comedy you can think of. It is the magnificent Joe Caulfield. Hi. Woo, I'll go and clap for myself because I love that intro. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I would have clapped, but I was holding my notes. (laughs) (laughs) How are things for you? All good? Excellent. And also, I'm very excited by this topic because I do love shopping. And I was just in my head, I went, oh, are we going to be interrupted? Do I have anything arriving today? Um, Will the doorbell go? And actually, no, I think I had two parcels yesterday. So Incredible. I also feel like you're going to be the kind of person that will have ripoffs to discuss as well, which is my yes. favorite bit of the whole thing. Giving people the opportunity to rant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that you'd strike me as a ranter, Joe, but, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> Always calm and seeing the upside of everything. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> We're just optimistic, even-tempered yeah. people. <laughs> Sunny optimist. That's what people say about me. <laughs> so uh, here's how the show works. We have scientifically crafted some questions to help us deep dive into your retail habits. And we'll begin, as we always do, with a question. Paul, over to you. What is the best deal you've ever got? Well, I am careful. I love shopping, but I think because I didn't have money for so long, I really don't like getting ripped off, so I'm careful. 
I also wonder if it's the Catholic upbringing. I am very happy with delayed gratification. I feel sometimes you have to earn things. Like even on a motorway journey, I went with some comics and they wanted to stop at the services. And I went, no, we've done 30 miles. You've got to earn the stop at the services. And they were asked, and I was right. And then they, I made them wait 100 miles. And they went, oh, we've enjoyed it so much more. Of yes. course. So yeah. I will, I'll see things like I waited out a coat, uh, a Bieber coat in House of Fraser for three months. Like I would visit it. You know, like I was adopting a child or something. I don't know if that's how you adopt a child, but I would imagine you would visit it, form a sort of relationship with the child or coat. And, uh, and I'd go and see it and I would try it on again and go, oh, it's lovely. It was like black astrakhan, but shaped like a sort of man's crombie. Um, so it was smart, but it had that weird touch because it was that weird material. Oh, it was so beautiful. And there was always the fear of course, that I'd go, and someone else would have adopted my coat. Imagine that if I went and then it wasn't. But, but it was 350 quid. And I'm very, I don't care how much I like it, I'm not paying that. And I knew that I, I could possibly get it because I didn't think that many people were going to like it. And I waited three months and then in the sales, I got it for 75 pounds. Oh, brilliant. Beautiful. And then sometimes you get something and you don't even know it's a bargain. And I got this, I was in Berlin must have been nearly 18 years ago. And, it, you know, when you're someone, you go, oh, I didn't realise Berlin, freezing. So we went into the, you know, I don't know why I didn't, I didn't, I never, it's that continental climate where you go, oh, I can feel Russian air coming up that high street there. And so it's really cold. And we went into those, those cheap shops you go in where it's all slightly gothy and you don't really know why. And there's an odd mixture and a lot of band T-shirts, you know, made out of that horrible kind of crunchy T-shirt material. But they also had this most beautiful, like, puffy orange jacket. Looks slightly like a ski jacket, but but also not. You know, it's not got that, that kind of, oh, I'm a geography teacher in a ski jacket at all. <laughs> and it's bright orange, like... You know, I could go in an orange march orange. That is a beautiful colour. Um, and every time I wear it, even now, because every year I'll go, oh, I should throw it out and I wash it in the washing machine. Oh, comes up a treat. And, yes. and it's one of those weird jackets that in the street, people will say, oh, my God, I really like your jacket. A young, trendy person just the other day, and that's where you get double points. I'm like, well, she's really trendy. She knows. And she went, oh, I really like your jacket. Oh, uh, and it cost me 16 euros. Wow. Yeah. It's beautiful. But you can make that work, though, because, like, what the listener won't know is you're sitting there now looking like a very modern take on a Spice Girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a very good description, actually. Yeah. But somehow it looks cool, whereas if I, looked, if I did that, I'd look like I was about to go in costume to Butlins in Minehead for a Back to the 90s weekend. So that's it's so like... funny, because I, I know you meant it's a compliment, but I'm mortified. I was hoping I was more Gwen Stefani in the 90s. But I am that as well. Spice Girls <laughs> mother, yes. <laughs> I see. I thought Gwen Stefani tried too hard, so uh, oh, you know, yes, that's true. Yeah, she wanted to be cool, whereas you've just thrown that on, and it's just 
Yeah, that's true. She did, she did try, Gwen, didn't she? Yeah. She tried so hard. Yeah. But would you delay the gratification if you like something or do you just, you can't control yourself? I have done that with exactly the same thing, expensive coats, just waited and waited yeah. and waited. Like, ideally, I will look for every voucher code going or I will pick it threads on it to try and get it immediately but not at full price. Oh, like, yeah, go for the slightly dishonest, are this buttons oh, yeah. hanging off? Yeah, and yes. it's, it's the only one. It's the only one. What are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I'll always do that. If there is something wrong, I will always go, well, obviously this isn't perfect. And often they'll just, you know, they won't go for that, will they? They'll just go, well, don't get it. Get it then, you know. Uh, I had special <laughs> insoles for my trainers to balance my feet running. And they're quite expensive, um, but I have a, a bunion, right? Oh, this is too revealing. Such um, a glamorous. <laughs> but the, it was how excited the podiatrist was because they send away to Canada for these things and they are quite expensive. And he went, they've sent two pairs by mistake. They're just yours. And he was so excited by it. And I was like, oh. it wasn't that excited, you know. But I was like, I know, I get it. It's like another pair for nothing, but I'm not sure, you know, it's not like I'm going to go, well, I'm going to wear these out on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you yeah, seen yeah. my foot liners? <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So next question. Something you bought because it felt like a bargain, but now you wish you'd spent more on. Uh, now, having said that I'm very careful, um, the one thing that I've, and it surprised me that I was like this, is um, when I discovered the site Etsy, uh, I went a bit crazy because you can, it's got all sorts of more weird stuff on there. And I like, particularly like furniture, I like, really like mid-century modern or things that are a bit odd. But I don't measure anything, is what I discovered. And I did this particularly in lockdown. Um, <laughs> so I'll show you a beautiful vase that I bought. And it was described, it's Danish, mid-century modern, it's beautiful. And I thought, oh, that looked gorgeous on the floor, you know, a big vase on the floor oh, yeah. to put flowers oh. in perfect colors as well because it's black but it's got a bit of color and i mistook uh six centimeters for 60 centimeters and it's, <laughs> it's tiny it's literally the size of my hand oh my god and that's like one flower it was one, 75 one... quid for this oh. tiny top, 75 quid yeah this, but when i got it i thought no you haven't been ripped off because it is beautiful you're just an idiot and should have measured it. And also, I thought, I don't know how much these things should cost. Maybe people would go, that's not lovely, a lot for though. a lovely vase like that. But it's so tiny. And then it's the so other good one. on the floor in a corner. Like, no, it's, it's just it's, gone. And it's, no, you know, you I've, can't even, there's nowhere to put it where people realise how lovely it is because it just blends into everything because it's so tiny. It's ridiculous. And, then and you I, can't even gift it because sunk cost fallacy. That costs no, money. No, they won't appreciate no, the value no. of it. I've got to, I have to pretend <laughs> that I just really appreciate the smallness of it and the beauty. Uh, and then I nearly bought um, from Etsy again for my garden uh, until I realised, because my husband was like, you've got to do some measuring. Um, it was doll's garden furniture. <laughs> oh, <laughs> honestly, it was beautiful. It was like 50s design, but quite expensive. Like each chair was like 20 quid. So that sounds to me like the price of it. I was like, well, that's quite a cheap it's an chair. It's price, but yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I just did double check. And then I double checked again because I thought, oh, millimetres, centimetres, this is doll's furniture. Wow. I also bought same thing where, I mean, it was such a running pattern. And I, I don't know why I didn't start to measure things 
it happened about seven times before I went, I must measure things. The other one was a, a bedside light. My husband's got one. And I thought, oh, I'll get one for my side, the same. And then I got one. And again, mine's tiny. <laughs> mine's like half the size of his, uh, but exactly the same. But it looks like we've gone <laughs> his and hers. But the ladies is smaller. Oh. But I've kept it because it makes me laugh because his has got like this normal <laughs> size one. And I again got this miniature. But adversely, I then ordered a pepper mill. <laughs> it's fucking cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those restaurant ones, you know, that they use in comedy sketches with men going, oh, look at my big penis. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely massive and completely impractical in the very small kitchen that I have. I have to kind of go out of the room to sort of get the angle to use it. <laughs> That's amazing. You have to open the garden door. Yeah. <laughs> Back off. Yeah. I'm taking a oh, run wow. at this with my pepper mill. The one, the one that gets me is eBay descriptions, where they, you think you're buying something, but you're actually just buying something related to it. So the one that nearly got me was there was like a Lego set for like a, a nephew's birthday. And they put it at a price that I was like, well, that's really cheap because Lego yeah. is incredibly expensive. But it was the instruction manual <gasps> for the oh. Lego. But it wasn't oh. cheap enough that I was like, oh, it's the instruction. It, was, it wasn't like 99p. Yeah. It was like something like 14 quid. So I was like, well, wait a minute. How are you? It was so cheeky. And apparently this happens a lot. But And I've seen a few of these where <laughs> I almost bought a pair of shoes, I thought, a pair of football boots. And it was the box. It was oh, it was a vintage, because they're quite like well-known yes. football boots, they're quite iconic. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, enjoy, <laughs> in the description, it said, enjoy the reliving the vintage packaging of this football boot. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. So I've learned, I've learned my lesson now on eBay, especially like read every bit of that description because there's no real recourse if if they put it somewhere there's no real recourse you're just you're just a mug <laughs> the thing that you get sometimes is uh, 3d printings of things as well where you go oh it's not a thing Ooh. i don't even know what a 3d printing thing is but then i've gone i went oh it's not a thing like you've bought something <laughs> invisible yeah it's like an nft or something you've bought like yes. your right to yeah that's weird. yeah oh, i'll, I'll watch cheap. out for that packaging one because that's the sort of thing i would go for yeah, yeah, I think I've got this. It's lovely... really bad. And, and when you see that C description and you go down to the description, it's like, this is actually a treasure map where I buried it in my garden. Yeah. You paid £9. For <laughs> yes. it. you know, it's, like, it's so cheeky. It's so in bad faith. You... <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> you bought the right to come around and look through my window at this box. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. Loads are like that, though, where you look at it and it's got all this beautiful detail on, like sewn in detail applique. And then they just send you it and they just screen printed the pattern onto it <gasps> oh, so it's yeah. just like a t-shirt with a printed out version of all the detail you would have got on the real one and it's like you know you buy a rip-off item so you can't even complain yeah, about it a friend of mine a comedian lou conran you may know her yeah. we yeah. both bought the same terrible dress that came up on in, on our instagram's feeds and it came up and it's both like because it, it was bright pink but it had skulls all over it. So it was like a real sort of Day of the Dead Mexican, very cool looking. And of course, the woman in it, stunning. She had sort of long blonde hair, she was tanned, and it was a long sundress. And she was like walking through somewhere amazing. And I was like, oh my God, that's so gorgeous. And we both got it. And it was so weird that we both bought it. 
And then we were chatting and dis- and then described the most terrible thing we bought. And she went, oh, my God, I bought that as well. Because the material <laughs> is really heavy. It's like a, almost Uh-oh. like tarpaulin. <laughs> it's like really heavy <laughs> and clearly very, very flammable. And she looked, I thought, sort of okay in it. She looked slightly Amish punk in it <laughs> because it was much baggier than you thought. And I look um, just like I'm really not right because it doesn't go all the way to the ground. I just sort of look, yeah, just not right in it at all. And then weirdly, uh, again, she was at a gig and I went, oh, that's another top from Instagram. And again, she'd bought a top that I'd bought on Instagram. But it's weird that we both were in the same feed, clearly, of these yeah, women. They will go for and sure the anything they bright, they'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, brings us really neatly onto our next question, mm. actually. So who do your social media ads? What do they think you are? Well, mostly I have a very good relationship with Instagram. You know, when people say, oh, my God, I was talking about some boots. And then all of a sudden I'm getting adverts for boots. It's so weird and disgusting. I go, oh, brilliant. <laughs> now I don't have to look at loads of boots. <laughs> then, yeah, and, show me what I want. And then you're <laughs> delivering it into my head straight away. And often I find it is things that I like, but I do have to be careful that it's not just like some, often it is some, they're very badly made and they've just hired beautiful people to wear them. So I think I've got the hang of of who those people are. Um, But mostly I found it great. The only thing that does come up, and this is more on Facebook, is as soon as you turn 50, they start sending you the over 50s ads, which are for uh, pensions and retirement funds or holidays that you would like to go on, which always seem to involve group activities with other people in their 50s. Looks a bit swingy. Uh, They don't know you at all. People playing badminton (laughs) like it's, you know, the 1970s. But the thing that really annoys me, this one for an over 50s woman, and uh, what really annoys me is the woman is clearly like, 90 if she's a day like it's a really old wrinkled woman and I thought that's because the ad is made by someone in their 20s and they've no idea what people in their 50s look like so I mean they've just gone off 50 oh my god that's like double my age she's probably nearly dead here's this picture of mother Teresa if only she'd saved and moisturized you know so those really annoy me Jennifer Lopez is like nearly 50. Exactly, exactly. No, but it's totally. But also it's that thing where people do look different now to how they used to. Like if I look at pictures, my mum and dad's wedding pictures, if I look at my grandparents and those, you'd go, oh my God, they're 75. But they weren't. They were barely 50. (laughs) Yeah, but people looked very old. Yeah. I was going to say like harder lives, but you know, we've had hard lives as well. We're just lucky. But they didn't have serums, did they? We have serums now. Yeah, I can't cope with the idea that I'm already too late at serums. All right, like, <laughs> like, no, that can't be. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't start early started, enough. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I'm like, yeah, it's like, will it work now? I don't know. It's too late. The moment's passed. Uh, <laughs> the, the other ones right. are anything that's um, telling me to meditate and new age or find peace. You know, then yeah. I'm like, just have breathe. you seen the things I post? Yeah, just breathe <laughs> yeah. for a moment. Yeah. Look at yeah. this. No, thank you. Yeah. A pink-haired woman's telling me to try therapy. I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> my social media at the moment, now make of this what you will, my social media at the moment is trying to get me to spend a night in a prison. Now, I get this I get this advert so regularly, and it's, it's an ex-prison. 
I think it's like Shrewsbury or Hereford or somewhere that area has like converted its old yeah this old prison into a place you can stay the night as a sort of experience why i get this message well this is it i've never clicked on it so i don't want to give them the satisfaction but it's like a sort of i don't know if they're seeing it's a challenge like some weird escape room style thing bizarrely they used that on the apprentice the other night and that's exactly where they went Uh, and you're right it, uh, it is an experience and it was very funny actually because the people who bought it thought they would just be walking around a prison but instead you get shouted at and treated like a prisoner <laughs> prisoner, like and Andrew, have a really like horrible dinner. <laughs> Why would that's you want that? Really weird. Yeah, that's, that was my impression was like, you know, it's, it's like my view to escape rooms is I've done the greatest escaping of all. I just don't go to escape rooms. Yes. You know, I, yeah. I, you, but like, I don't know what I've done yes. to make Why them think that they... I would want to be locked in a prison for the night. What sort of thing <laughs> so, are you looking at that they go, weird. you would like a prison? Yeah. Well, it makes me wonder, actually, if they've just done a really blanket, broad advertising thing based on this Apprentice thing, which obviously they will have been really happy they got it on The Apprentice yeah. too. Maybe yeah. they're just going hard at it. But it is everywhere on my feeds and it's made me be a little bit paranoid. I'm like, what? What have I done? <laughs> yeah, I've never seen this before. Like, this yeah. has never been shown to me and I'll buy anything. So. <laughs> We are, but we are relatively different demographics. I, I don't think I'm overstepping, Vic, to say we're slightly different in our sort of social media and spending habits. I don't know. Well, they go, this, book, this man, again, he bought a box, so he would like a prison. That's a fool. You could get this for free just by committing a crime. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> right, so something you splashed out on because you saw it advertised, but you didn't need. Now, again... I think I always think if I like it, I need it. You know, that's a brilliant approach. I think, be nice to yourself, Joe. Yes, I'm nodding in agreement. Paul's confused. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I'm trying to get there. <laughs> I've also got to the point where I've got I've got less time in my life left to spend money. So what am I saving from? <laughs> you know, a, a nicer <laughs> care home, obviously. But you know, I think no, don't let no. You like it, buy it. But the thing that weirdly I feel ripped off on, and it's probably the thing I do spend money on and waste money, is stuff for my garden because things die, don't they? So you go, oh, I bought a thing and then it died. Um, but I have no control over that. It's nature. But in, I got in my feed and it was for a rose catalogue. And this is like proper rose people, you know, hundreds of years of growing special roses. And I thought, you know what, I would like a rose bush, but I'm going to I'm not going to do my usual thing of just diving in and buying shit at the garden centre. Let's look into (laughs) the perfect rose for where I'm going to put it in the garden. And I did that because it's Scotland, so it can't won't be that warm. And then I did all the instructions. I got this mat, nearly broke my back getting this massive tub for it and put in the stuff at the bottom, the right kind of soil, the right, it wanted special root powder, everything. And I sent away for this rose. It was quite expensive. Not a lot of money, but I thought expensive really for what it is because this is not a fully grown rose. It's like, you know, five inches tall, but will be beautiful. I have nurtured a stick for two years. (laughs) Every time I look at it, I just go, you fucking stick, you. Because, I mean, it's been so pampered. Nothing in the garden has had the care and attention that that has had. And what's Mm. really annoying is it's not dead because it keeps having one leaf and then another leaf. So I go, right, so it's not dead. So I can't 
I'm going to, I've given it. And I do shout at it and tell it. I go, right, you've got one more summer. And if I don't see something, you're out. <laughs> I was going to say, have you pampered it too much? Do you think you need to give it tough love? Like no nurturing, Oh, I've done no that water. as well. No, you're right. Because sometimes, right. yeah, I'm very careful not to overfeed or not overdo things. And then sometimes, yeah, just that ignore it. Work. Just go, well, you're going to have to fight for my attention by maybe growing and having a flower. How about, yeah. how about a flower? Yeah. Well, I've got, Paul bought me a plant about two years ago now that yeah. has one tiny pineapple on it. <gasps> and uh, yeah, the pineapple grew and grew, then went yellow. You weren't supposed to eat them. I Googled that. Then it got too heavy for the stalk and was just on its side for a little while. <laughs> and then it just dropped off. And no new pineapples have grown. So it's just a spiky plant now. And I'm not sure if they'll ever grow again because it, it's, it, it, it's not a good looking plant, yeah. but just in case I'm like watering it every now and again but yeah one day you'll wake up to just a massive pineapple and then eventually you'll just make your living selling them into shops is that it now has it fulfilled its destiny I think so I don't think anyone expects it to last this long not under my care Right, I'm excited for this question. Oh. What's the worst you've ever been ripped off? Well, sometimes <laughs> I, it's difficult. There was like one, now this isn't a thing I bought, but it was um, a hotel in King's Cross. I know, who books a hotel in King's Cross? So uh, well, it's not a chain. It's one of those, you know, you see them when you come at King's Cross oh, Station. No. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always wonder who stays in those. Yes. <laughs> I always thought no. they were front. For, for one night Comedians. <laughs> yeah. Comedians wow. stay in Because I was not right. in London doing a play and I thought, well, I need to stay in London for a long time. So maybe this, you know, I'll book that. And it was, it was, it was a cell. When you go in, it's like a cell and it was a single bed and I thought, well, I've seen pictures and it didn't look like this. And luckily, the way I'd paid, I'd only paid, I think I paid for three nights or something. So I hadn't paid like for a run because I was going to stay in it for three weeks. Oh, my God. Three weeks in it? Oh. Yeah, three weeks in this out. And then I got in. So I was sitting on the bed going, oh, my God, this is so depressing. I don't think I can stay here. And I thought, oh, I'll go for a wee anyway. And I got up and I opened the door to go into what was sort of this tiny like prison bathroom. And I hit my head on the hinge of the door thing that stuck out and burst into tears <laughs> to go. And then went, I can't stay here. And, uh, and just said to them, uh, I'm leaving. And I think because I was so upset by it and I just thought, I don't even want it to have happened. If I make a fuss now to go, I want my money back and everything, it's like it's happened. But if I just leave, it's not happened. So I just left, but I paid for the three nights and I left and uh, I went somewhere else that was perfectly fine and lovely. I stayed with a friend for a night and then I went to my usual travel lodge in King's Cross, which is fine. But it was that thing where you go... Yeah, I could make a fuss and get my money back, but that's just going to make it all much more unpleasant and horrible and more of a memory. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to treat myself to losing this money. <laughs> I don't think it's loss, is it? That's like, that's like, it came at a human cost that is exactly. worth more than money. Human cost, yeah. <laughs> Inexplicably, we've reached the end of the Q&A section mm-hmm. and now it's time for the quick fire round, right. which is typically not very quick. So just to prepare right. you for that. So how this works is that uh, I'm going to give you three items and you've got to tell me how much you think they cost. So, Joe, you're playing versus Paul. Right. He's actually on quite a good run oh, at the moment. I see. Yeah. I'm okay at it. We often get bogged down in the minutiae. I'm going to be we quite do. honest. 
You'll see. Yes, it's all good. It's all good. Right. So item number one, and it's quite topical at the moment because there's snow in quite a lot of places in the UK. Paul, have you got snow? Yeah, we have actually. Yeah. Is it's, it settling? It's, is it good snow it, or bad snow? It's, it's all right. It's, it's somewhere in the middle. It's like an average amount of snow, which is a winter wonderland for our children and an absolute nightmare for us. <laughs> like it's, it's the worst. That thing of actually having to do anything in the snow and just everything taking five times longer is just, oh, yeah. So, yeah, what you need, Paul, is a 60-centimetre ice pick. Now, Joe, look at your vase. <laughs> 60 <laughs> centimetres? This is the ideal vase size. <laughs> so that's a sizable ice pick. So it's, yeah, the shaft length is 60 centimetres, I've got in the notes. The glacier ice axe offers very good anchoring qualities in hard snow and ice thanks to its high-quality steel pick, guaranteeing both solid bite and durability also has an anodized aluminium shaft with a machine handle for excellent grip. So how much? I am a sucker for tools. I like tools a lot and they can vary in price wildly. It's a bit like, you know, what butter costs in Waitrose to what it costs in Lidl. can be the same thing, really. Ice pick. Also, who, we don't use ice picks, do we? What are they using this ice pick no. for in this country? Something no. weird. It's got to be murder, hasn't it? There's no other explanation. Yeah, I guess. I guess that would be on its list of like possible uses, wouldn't it? If you were selling it, I'm going to not go crazy. I'm going to say thirty-five pounds. I'm going to go seventy-five because that was my instinct, but I don't know what I'm going. On. Uh, well, Paul, you've you've stolen it. It's fifty-nine ninety-nine for an ice pick mm. of that nature. Yeah, so basically between us, so like I feel like if we had been in the shop together, we would have pretty much got the price. Yeah, off. yeah. I'm not paying fifty nine pounds for an ice pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna visit yeah. that ice pick and wait for it to go on sale. <laughs> that feels too much. Yeah. yeah. Put it in your yeah. basket. Keep checking back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So snow is making me feel festive. So how much for a ham joint with an orange and maple sticky glaze from Sainsbury's? How big is our ham joint? Yeah, how, what, what are we talking about? <laughs> 1.5 kilograms of ham. I don't know how much ham that is. It's very festive. Like, it's the kind of thing you buy at Christmas, but we don't really, so... No, and I, I had, did have ham with my Christmas dinner, <laughs> but I didn't make it, and I thought, oh, it's too much, I don't need the ham. Ah, so <laughs> however much they spent, it was too oh, much. Yeah. For like, you, what you I don't think a yet. ham is get, that much. There are a lot of pigs. I'd got, mm. I'm, I'm going to, just just for a sake of a figure, I'm going to say... 25 pounds oh wow okay. god i was gonna go am i going is that high I or low? Don't, I don't well know. i've no idea so i've never looked at the price of it but i'm trying to think i would go lower i'm gonna go 10 pounds all right so paul again oh, god yeah. i'm living 20 pounds of ham 20 pounds ham. Like pounds. <gasps> okay i don't know i'm kind of i was guessing like around sort of what you pay for a whole turkey sort of but i, I don't know That's well, you're no, good. You, it was a good rationale yeah. i'm paul. very out of touch <laughs> Oh, I do, I do this, this weekly. I do this weekly, so it's like it's like a training process, you know. It's not always about ham, but <laughs> it's rarely about ham. It's really about ham. Item number three: you can't win now, Joe. I joke, can't win. But I'm really bad at this. Just to win a point, just to win a point back from Paul, so it's not a clean sheet. A microwavable bagpuss. So the size mm. of a regular teddy bear. But it's bagpuss, and you can microwave it to keep you warm. It's full of beans. Oh, I've got one of those, yes. Uh, it's not okay. a bagpuss. Mm. I think it's a sort of bear thing. But it does smell very nice. 
I never use it. It says 100% natural. I don't know what that means. Like, because it is literally, bagpusses, they don't grow on trees. So that yeah. seems like So he's not like a furry bagpuss, is he? He's going to be made out of hessian, well, something hideous to well, be. Oh, God. Yeah, so rough, that he's sustainable. Um, sustainable bagpuss. <laughs> oh, I'm doing French lavender as well. Dry French oh, lavender. And it's fully microwavable. You're going to have to take the... the belly out and then put it back in so far i've estimated okay. i've gone much under haven't i to proving that i'm of skin flint um i i, I don't know maybe I don't, these I are disparate items that. i don't no, think yeah. i mean uh, ham and a knife pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's no there's no rhyme or reason for these items, sort of a weird survival what? kit we're sending you off with a ham and an ice pack and uh no this thing won't help you at all bagpuss a, a bagpuss if you yeah, get a microwave, <laughs> a microwave. carry that round with you under one arm <laughs> Can I use your microwave, please? <laughs> it's uh, important. It's for my back person. <laughs> now, this, um, I, I don't need to know the price. I would never buy it, <laughs> ever. You can't abstain from giving a price because you wouldn't buy it. <laughs> it's a pretty shitty sort of a present, so I think it's got to be quite cheap. It's a present where you get a sad face when they open it, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. that's something my auntie would think yes. of like oh she's she's quirky she likes cats it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a present you find in a cupboard like years later and you don't know how to get rid of it even because yeah. you're like can I just I can't charity shop it really what what do you do with it and, it's one of I those I buy it on a three for two in boots because I go mad on those Christmas ranges oh. I'm like oh these are all amazing presents and then I'm like for who <laughs> Get <them out> of- <laughs> nobody, nobody wants this paella dish from Jamie Oliver. And also, how much sanctuary stuff can you use? I that I get that every year. I'm whispering like this will stop Same. my sister-in-law hearing me. But <laughs> that I, you know, I like it one year. I do like bubble bath and all of that stuff. But you know, I mean, I'm really, I've got a lot, <laughs> really a lot. Um, yeah. Okay. So it's not um, love. Toiletries are not loving. <laughs> Tell me that. It's not love. And she gave me ham. <laughs> Which you now know costs 20 minutes. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. 17 99 Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, that's quite... I was going to say 12 Point for Joe. £19.84. Oh, £19. £19. Yes. You were almost spot on as well, actually. Two months. Oh. <laughs> yep. Wow. Absolutely nailed that's it. so overpriced, isn't it? God. It, yes, it really right. is. I guess the creator of Bagpuss has to somehow keep going. Uh, right. So sadly, we have reached the end. Oh, I forgot the most, the most rip-off, rip-off. <laughs> I did a whole, uh, whole thing about them in my Edinburgh show, Hillary's Blinds. Basically, what they do, it's a sort of franchise. So they've got lots of people who come around and measure up. So they get the order and then they don't have enough people to make them or fit them. So it was months and months and months that they didn't come. And then when they came, it was just awful. <laughs> they were just really bad. It was like this horrible sort of sand colour. And, uh, and then I said, well, I don't, I don't want them. And they said, well, we'll have to get someone to take them away. Well, I said, well, get that. And the bloke who came to take them down then, because I wouldn't pay for them, and he said, God, I've been doing this all day. <laughs> just what, taking down their blinds. Because people, yeah, and I see the adverts for them all the time where they look amazing. And they're not at all. And now I get blinds. I've done it quite often. I measure it myself and I do direct blinds or blinds to go. My handyman, Kenny, puts them up and they're brilliant. Yeah. I don't understand how you got allocated a right on arrival blinds, though. Did you not specify a colour? <laughs> <laughs> 
Just like you get what you give us. One blinds, please. I think I, I, think I, I did choose a sort of beigey colour, which was a mistake probably, and I would have not liked it anyway, even if it would have been close to the colour I'd ordered. But they were awful. Yeah. And also they, they weren't there for months and months. By that point, even if they were perfect, you wouldn't want them out of principle. I don't care. Take them away. Yeah. Right. So where can people find you? Having Outside Hillary's Blinds. <laughs> With my placard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm gigging around all over the place and then I'll be at the Edinburgh Festival and then I'm on tour um, for the first time for ages in the autumn. I'm I'm doing a tour. Okay, amazing. So, yeah, Joe Coldfield is available locally. (laughs) Check out his social media. I think that's, uh, yeah, that just makes sense, doesn't it, Paul? You got any business? What are you doing with your life at the moment? You got anything coming up? Well, me? I never asked you. I thought I'd ask. You know, no, well, I, I didn't think we were allowed to do that. I thought it was <laughs> sort of a bit overstepping. Well, I'm organising a Micronesian football tournament. So that's mostly okay. what I'm doing. And that involves selling beautiful football shirts. What's Micronesian? What does that mean? Micronesia is, is um, it? well, it's a, it's a country in, uh, in the Pacific, like a tiny island nation. And the four islands, but their Federated States of Micronesia is one of the few football teams that gets no support from fifa or anyone around the world so we're organizing a football tournament for them and to raise money for it we're selling beautiful football <gasps> oh. shirts made by um yeah made by a company called stings like their um uk-based company made these beautiful bespoke like with all um island like unique island cultural elements on the shirts so they're absolutely beautiful where um, can we find the shirts because i'll look well yeah Come find it. So on my Twitter page is the easiest place, which is uh, Paul underscore C underscore Watson. And um, you'll see them. They are absolutely beautiful. And I say that as someone who has owned and sold and bought a lot of football shirts. But these are the nicest that I've ever seen. Oh, wow. <laughs> if you want to send me one for free, I'll wear it because I am an influencer. Yeah, I'll bear that very generous offer in mind. <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast, please rate it and review it because that lets more people know about it. If you didn't enjoy it, you have 30 days to return it for a full <laughs> refund, but it didn't cost you anything. So you won't get anything back. You'll just make us sad. Terms and conditions apply and your statutory rights are not affected. Mm-hmm.